Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Satnam, mamacitas. Welcome back. Oh my goodness. It's been a long time since I did a solo cast, but let me tell you, I missed you guys. I missed the solo cast. Now, don't get me wrong. The month of January was incredible. If you tuned in to the mini Mindful Parenting Masterclass series of interviews with authors and thought leaders in Mindful Parenting, My goodness, I learned so much. It was so nourishing to connect with these women. And so many of you have been saying that you loved these conversations. You took so much out of it and you've bought the books and you've been reading it. So it was really very incredible to start the year giving that gift to you guys. Literally, it was like a free mini masterclass course. But now we are back to some Mommy Ayu podcast as well as some solo cast with topics that I want to give you some perspective shifts and wisdom bombs about. And today we are pressing the reset button on diet soda self-care. And I know what you're thinking. What is she talking about? Bear with me. I'm going to break it all down for you. I truly believe that there's three different types of self-care. There's the diet soda self-care, the green juice self-care, and the water self-care. And some self-care is more nourishing than others, whereas others can actually, in the name of self-care, be self-indulgent activities. So I'm going to break it all down for you because I think there's some misleading AF myths moving around out there about self-care that we need to bust. But before I dive into the topic, I want to share a few really important notes. First is that if you're in the New Jersey, New York area, there's an incredible Modi Joys event happening. So Modi Joys is the charity aspect of Modi Toys. Their upcoming event is Mimosas and Samosas Part 2. It's on February 16th. 2020 which is a Sunday between 11 to 2 in Hoboken New Jersey so this is for those newish moms of infants and toddlers who want an informative networking event to connect with a different panel of experts including yours truly I'm going to be the mindfulness and meditation expert there for moms and kids how to infuse this into your children's life into your life really be there to answer any questions that you have there's incredible other experts one that's a certified pediatric sleep consultant one that's an occupational therapist for uh, young children and a pediatric dietitian all the things that we stress about at that age right like how to build mindfulness and how to help them sleep and how to help them be great eaters this is going to be an opportunity for you to hear some of the most common parenting challenges that we face at that age and just an opportunity to meet you guys too. I'm so excited. And all the proceeds of this Modi Joy event goes to Spread the Joy Foundation, which is a movement started by parents who endured the difficult chapter of pediatric hospitalization. So it's a great cause. Definitely come out. Would love to meet you. And to buy tickets, just go to moditoys.com slash charity and um, scroll all the way to the bottom and you can get tickets. Tickets are limited and seats are limited. So Please, if you're interested, bring your mama bestie, head over. It's going to be a great afternoon. It's going to be good 
a use of your time. It's going to nourish your mind, body, soul, and put some stresses that you have about parenting at ease. The next thing that I want to tell you is that keep your calendars marked for April 14th. Meditation for Kids book is going to be released on that date. And I want to share something really exciting as well. So I decided to create a supplemental online course called Meditation for Kids Masterclass because I wanted you really to feel supported to know exactly the steps to Build mindfulness and meditation in your children's life from a young age, starting from age two. I'm going to give you all my tips and my tools. You're going to have short videos of me demonstrating tools. Ayan's going to be demonstrating tools so your kids can watch along. But here's the thing. I really wanted you to have all your answers questioned because I'm fielding always the same questions over and over and over again. And I wanted to house all the answers in one course. It is a do it at your own pace course. It has all these short videos um, that you can go to anytime you need. And um, I think it's going to be a really great resource to supplement the book so you know exactly how to use it without that frustration. Oh my gosh, I've never taught meditation. I don't know meditation. I've never done meditation. How the heck am I going to teach my kids? Girl, I got you back and you are going to want to take advantage of this course to help you really maximize and get your best use of the book, but also hone your skills. Everything that I know, I'm sharing it with you. The last thing that I want to share is also mark your calendars for May 9th. If you're in the East Coast area, I'm hosting my book release launch party in Hoboken. So tickets will be coming out soon, so stay tuned, but mark your calendars. Do not, do not go anywhere else. It's going to be in the afternoon. It's going to be from one to four. It's going to be amazing networking, but also experiential event and very inspiring. Everything that you want to know about this movement of how to get kids to meditate and an opportunity for us to meet in person, going to be amazing. And then if you're on the West Coast, Mark your calendars for May 16th. I'm going to be coming to Orange County and it's the same thing. We're going to do a book release party, network meet, and it's going to be very inspiring and you're going to walk away confident and knowing that you can teach your kids to meditate. And I'm so excited to get this movement started. All right, guys. So today we are talking about pressing the reset button on diet soda self-care. All right, so I love this topic and I'm going to be really real with you. So you guys know that I've been writing a book for the last year and a half. This was actually a chapter in the book and I haven't given up writing that book. This is like going to be my big book. Like, you know, Marie Florio's like everything is figureoutable. I think the universe really wanted me to have some of these other books out first before I write it. So I'm still writing the book, but I loved this chapter so much that I wanted to share some key points of that chapter with you guys. So, you know, we can all agree as moms, we've had countless days where we're multitasking and we have talking back toddlers that, you know, pushes our patience and we just want some time away from the day-to-day problems where we can just breathe and not have to worry about, you know, organizing like five different meals and breaking our attention because we have to clean a dirty diaper. We just want to be, right? And just breathe. And over the last few years, our culture has offered up a very popular solution for frazzled, restless, and stressed out moms. And that's self-care. It's like literally 
almost impossible to visit a motherhood site or a blog or a play group without running into it. The idea of self-care, that prioritizing you time activities that maintains your wellness and that helps you relax and recharge your mind, body, and soul is something that we need to prioritize. We all know it's so important to refuel and take care of ourselves because when we stay connected to our own well-being, it overflows on our children. We're more patient. We're more loving. We're able to control ourselves when stressful situations happen instead of being reactive. Basically, every essence of how we want to show up to be the mom that we deeply desire to be, a lot of that stems from how well we're taking care of ourselves, how well we're eating, how well we're resting, how well we're putting our own desires and our hobbies and our interests and these things that we do for ourselves. So it's important for us to feel good about ourselves so we can feel good and bring that energy to our parenting or to work or to our relationships. And we know, right, the quintessential giving from an empty cup is no bueno for anyone. We know that. It's a recipe for burnout and resentment. And we're desperately then just seeking to escape from our life. So these days, self-care has become synonymous with latte runs and binging on Netflix and getting pedicures and happy hour with friends and, you know, getting a really cute outfit. And, you know, getting massages and going to exercise or maybe smelling essential oils, right? So in this new age of self-care, we often believe that anything that we do for ourselves when we are stressed is self-care. And there's absolutely, let me just repeat, nothing wrong with the list of things that I just shared with you. Because girl, let me tell you, I love my occasional Himalayan salt massage It is so good. If you've never got one, go to Hand in Stone, wherever it's close next to you. Oh, so good. But here's the thing. The problem is, is that we believe that these activities are necessities for surviving or even thriving in motherhood. We are told that self-care is a necessity and not an indulgence. But I'm going to call BS on that. There's a technicality and I I know what you're thinking. You're like, what is she talking about? She does not know what she's talking about. I truly believe taking care of yourself isn't a luxury. It is an essential part of being a good mom. It's essential for your health and your well-being. And most importantly, it gives a great example to your kids, especially our daughters, about how to unapologetically take care of ourselves, okay? But here is my qualm. Somewhere along the way, we bundled any me time activity, what we do when we're not with our kids, as self-care. And that's where my problem lies because this is not true. We've stretched the limits so far that some of the most common activities that we engage in all the time in the name of self-care, we say that, oh, this is self-care, it's me time. They're actually self-destructive and actually self-indulgent activities. So I think that self-care is largely misunderstood and we need to break it down into these categories like what I say, the diet soda self-care, the green juice self-care, and the water self-care. Because self-care is not meant to be this escape from our life. Self-care is intended to use our time away from our day-to-day life, not as an escape, but something that enhances our life so that when we return to the day-to-day struggles, we're going to enter back into our life with, I'm going to slay my stress kind of attitude. Like, I'm going to rock my life. I am more empowered now. I'm more rejuvenated. I'm more rested. 
I have more clarity now that I'm going back into my day-to-day life to handle it more efficiently. And as everyday experiences of life start to become stressful, like parenting and work and commutes and, you know, raising uh, the rising daycare costs and, you know, somewhere our wires got crossed that self-care is this escape from life. It's a relaxing reboot. It's supposed to re-inspire us to return to our life with a rejuvenated mood and attitude. And so here is how I look at self-care. I believe that there are two kinds of self-care with different purposes. There's the rejuvenation self-care, which I call the water self-care. And then there's the recreational self-care, which is the green juice self-care. And then there is the self-indulgent activities that we claim are self-care, but they don't help our body and mind relax. And that is the diet soda of self-care. You may think that it's really yummy, but it's really not quenching your thirst. So the true intention of self-care is meant to take a break from your problems, our daily grind, to nourish yourself so that when you come back to your parenting problems or your financial struggles or life situations that are just really challenging, you're coming back with a renewed spirit, with a fresh attitude, with a new perspective on how to solve those issues with more clarity. So let's talk about self-care for rejuvenation or what I call the water self-care or soul care. This is what soul care is. This rejuvenation self-care, the purpose of it is to rest and recharge our mind, body, and soul. So soul care is this daily reset to relax and refuel our mind, body, and spirit. So we're well equipped to live our best life, to handle life situations from a more um, intuitive perspective rather than a reactionary perspective or attitude, okay? So it is a daily small resets that we use to maintain ourselves. So soul care to me is this daily reset to relax and refuel your mind, body, and spirit so we're better equipped to live our best lives. It is absolutely necessary for any of us moms who want to navigate the challenges of everyday motherhood with greater positivity, with more presence, patience, and problem-solving ability to infuse soul care every single day. It is vital for building resilience to stress. So I believe soul care is the water. We need water. It it is the basic essence of who we are. We need it every single day, not just once a week or, you know, once every couple months. We need it every day to sustain ourselves. It is the ultimate Mac Daddy of self-care. It is the essential toolkit for daily living, okay? It's not a break glass in case of emergency escape plan. It is your daily dose of vitamins, your nourishment, It's your water that you need every single day, okay? So it needs to be prioritized. It's non-negotiable. It is mind, body, soul time with yourself. It is scheduled every day. But the thing is, you don't have to do the same thing every single day. You can ask your soul, what do I feel inspired to do? That is the question. What rejuvenating self-care activity? And it shouldn't visit you like a distant cousin. It needs to be a part of your daily life. Each day, we should know what rituals we're doing for soul care that day. This is what we really need as moms to be the best partner and parent and person we desire to be.
Okay, so these soul care activities are going to rejuvenate us and keep, help us feel more rested so that in the midst and the chaos of motherhood and life, it will be these simple, quick sets of tools to help boost your energy, productivity, joy anytime our mood or energy dips. Okay, so it's meant to sustain us. It is doable. You don't need to do a lot of it. It just needs to be like a three to five minute practice that gets infused like little resets, right? That's what I call them mindful resets throughout your day you can set your alarm clock you know if you need a energy boosting one in the morning if you need one to sustain you and to relax state in the evening if you need something in the middle of the day you know these are just checking in with yourselves and being like okay how does my energy feel at this moment and you know in the meditation for kids book i make it really simple for kids but Everything that I teach in that book is applicable for us because our mind is so jumbled and many of us lack the foundation. We have not been taught this as kids, so we need to learn exactly like how I teach the kids is how we need to train ourselves because we haven't been taught this. But I talk about it, do I feel yummy or yucky in this moment? And you just tune into your body and you're, you will know immediately in like five seconds if you feel yummy or yucky, if there's any tightness, con- tightness in your belly or you feel um, co- constriction in your chest, you will know when you feel yucky. And yummy is like the expansiveness, the glow, the, the feeling alive. You know that energy too. So there's four different essence of soul care, which I like to think of. And one is physical soul care, which is how your diet is fueling your body and how much restorative sleep that you're getting. Then there's mental soul care, which is all about our thoughts. What are the quality of our thoughts? What are we um, What are we watching on TV that imprints in our mind? Um, mental soul care helps you keep your mind sharp, being mindful. And, you know, these are things like in listening to inspiring books or reading inspiring books and podcasts and doing puzzles and mindfulness practices and even the coloring. This is mental soul care, right? Spiritual soul care. It could be, you know, um, having a fulfilling meditation practice or a prayer practice or figuring out any way that connects your higher self to your dharma or your life purpose or your service, like working towards your passions and your life purpose. And then there's emotional soul care which is all about learning healthy coping skills to deal with big feelings like anger and anxiety and sadness, right? And so whether you're talking to a partner or a therapist or you're journaling, whatever it may be. Now, like I said, you don't have to do every single one of these soul cares every day, right? So you have to ask yourself, what do I feel inspired to do? Like, do I feel like I need more rest? Do I need, do I want to invigorate my mind with new topics and new concepts that make me think differently? Do I want to tune into myself and my higher self? Do I want to connect with others and community and or do I want to just be with myself or emotional, right? Like I need to process something. And so every day it can be different, but the idea is that we need to prioritize these rejuvenating practices that help us day by day go in the direction of the person that we want to become. Next is 
my green juice self-care, which is self-care for recreation. So recreational self-care. And the sole purpose of this is pleasure. This is what we think of normally with self-care, right? The me time of getting mani-pedis, one-on-one park walks with a bestie or exercising or spa trips or you know, crafting or dance parties or playing the piano, whatever. Like these things like gardening and date nights. These are just fun, right? Life isn't always about paying bills, getting groceries, folding like tons and tons of laundry. It's about these fun breaks in our normal routine that make us smile and laugh and remind us that life isn't always about being so serious. So why aren't these rejuvenating self-care, you know, essential for the soul. Well, see, these self-care practices is really good for us. It's like green juice. It's totally amazing. But how often do we really go out and get the $8 green juice every single day? I know I don't. It's like a special treat and the novelty of it really remains that if I got a green juice every single day, the novelty would wear off. But when I do get my green juice every once a week, it's like something special, right? It's like that lust of that newness. I don't need my green juice to sustain me like my water, right? But it's really an added dose that is good for our heart. It's good for our body. It's good for us. But Here's the thing, okay? These self-care practices are all about activation and doing. And while that relaxes part of you, these activities don't deeply rejuvenate your body and mind at a cellular level, okay? Rejuvenation is all about stillness building practices. And recreation is about actively doing something that is pleasurable. And honestly, we don't need to do them every single day to refuel us, right? Like just like the green juice. Because here's the thing, massages are awesome once in a while, but they do lose like their luster if we would get them every day. They just need to be trickled through our life to bring us joy. It's like that extra shot of hazelnut swirl on top of your already robust and delish coffee. It's a great treat, but it's definitely not a necessity. So, you know, it's like one of these things, you know, I share that Porsche Cayennes are like my dream car, okay? So think about that you have your Porsche Cayenne and you're washing it and you're getting detailed and you're taking it for services and you're refueling it with gas. You don't have to do these things every single day. You do it periodically, so you revamp the beauty and make sure it functions well. And so I'm not sure about you, but nothing makes me happier than a newly vacuumed and washed car. I feel so good, okay? So think of green juice self-care as your services and your maintenance for your cars. Like it's the car washes and the vacuuming and the wax that you put on. Don't do it every day, but do it periodically so you feel good and you run better. So you notice how I didn't say happy hour and wine to unwind or binging on Netflix after a long day. That's no mistake, my friends, because they fall under a totally different category and they fall under self-indulgence, okay? And don't punch me in the boob, just bear with me, okay? So these are the diet soda of self-care, okay? So there seems to be a huge number of moms who confuse self-indulgent activities for self-care. And I'm going to be very honest, my hand is raised here too. It took me a while to understand that as much as I enjoyed sitting down to watch Real Housewives with a glass of crisp rosé at the end of the day, 
was self-indulgence and was not really self-care. I felt like, okay, I'm just like vegging out and you know, my mind is completely not focused on anything. I can just relax. But somewhere along the way, we do be- we started to believe that self-care is anything that soothes us. Anything that gives us immediate gratification will equals this guilty pleasure which is renamed as self-care and here's the problem one glass turns into two turns into three and then it's like okay i'm not even really relaxed anymore and you know what i'm talking about because the activities that numb out our problems and let our consciousness kind of go in auto cruise control like drinking a glass of wine or binging on netflix or happy hours or you know sitting in front of the tv with a tub of chocolate fudge ice cream insta stocking your ex you know all these habits are literally the opposite of self-care rejuvenating and recreational self-care practices is all about supporting your health wellness and overall quality of life these activities should not be addictive and compulsive or harmful to your mind body or bank account So diet soda self-care are these activities that disconnect us from our higher self. It dulls out our emotions. It serves as an escape for life. We come back to our daily problems with no more ammunition, no greater tools, or a positive perspective. Half the time we come back with a hangover, with less patience. We are more drained, with less sleep. When we're coming back to our life drained, depleted, and burned out more than before we checked out, that packs on additional shame and guilt and fatigue. It perpetuates the pattern of little things causing chronic stress and then resorting to a quick fix guilty pleasure hit for a relief. And I'm not like a crazy obsessive cat lady here. There's nothing wrong with a little self-indulgence, okay? A little chocolate fudge ice cream once in a while is totally cool, my friends. But if this is becoming the norm and compulsive and it's serving as an escape for your life, then it's becoming a barrier to your joy and you becoming your best version of yourself. So don't lean on things that numb you or give you temporary pleasure or soothes you for a short time. I am telling you, my friends, it is not worth it in the long run. You deserve so much more, mama. Sure, you will have fleeting fun, but the relief is always short-lived. So here's what I'm saying to you guys. Instead of these diet soda self-care, Yes, we crave it, but instead of that long-lasting satisfaction, all it leaves you with is endlessly thirsting for more. You have not acquired any more tools to manage the chaos of motherhood once you're back in the trenches. All it does is make you more thirsty and completely crave your next fix of diet soda. So diet sodas shouldn't ever be engaged in only to make ourselves feel better, to escape life. It should only be engaged in with the highest consciousness and done when you're in a space of joy to enhance your already busting out inner peace. So basically, make sure you are truly rooted in your joy and happiness before you engage in any self-indulgence activities. Otherwise, it could lead you down a slippery slope. So why have these pastimes become so popular? Because many of us have come to believe that self-care has to cost money and it takes up a lot of time. So rather than investing the time to rejuvenate ourselves at our core, we pick drinking or online shopping or binging on TV or maybe insta-scrolling or playing that game of Candy Crush because it's the easier way to check out and soothe ourselves in the midst of our life that requires the least amount of effort. But unfortunately, 
as we know, it causes the most amount of damage. You know, I'm not immune to this. We always have a choice when life feels hard. Put chemicals, sugar, salt in my body to make me feel better? Uh, yes please, that's the quick fix, right? When we get honest, we realize how this is a short-term solution to a problem that isn't going away. When the alcohol or the sugar high or the TV show ends, the problems still remain. And in the morning, they're still there. Only our ability to take them on with a clear state of mind has diminished. So yes, there is this fine line between the self-care and the self-indulgence. You know, self-indulgence feels good in the moment and doesn't create lasting benefits, but true self-care creates lasting change so you don't need to feel that way ever again, or at least not for a long time. So I want to leave you with this. If you consistently find that you are experiencing the Sunday and Monday blues, it could potentially be that we haven't created a method or approach to solving our problems that also releases our stress. We're often using approaches that are band-aids or that make us feel good in the moment. So I want to leave you with this. If you're listening to this and you feel a heaviness in your heart and this weakness in your soul, this is not what it's meant to do. It is not meant to make you feel guilty. It's meant to build your awareness so that when you know better, you can do better, as Maya Angelou says. So use that energy and this awareness that you've gotten. Hmm, do I really engage in more diet soda, green juice, or water rejuvenating experiences and self-care and be very honest with yourself find the strength to instead of doing the quick fix take the disciplined and consistent route to building soul care activities into your life soul care doesn't take a lot of time it doesn't take a lot of money all it takes is your conviction and your readiness to infuse it every single day to value yourself every single day to make yourself a priority every single day me time is not meant to be a once a week once a month type of thing it is unapologetically prioritizing your mental physical and emotional well-being every single day if you're struggling at this moment to actually think of what kind of mindful resets and soul care activities you can infuse into your life every single day to help you build resilience to stress and to just infuse into your life to feel more calm and peaceful, well, I got your back. So I've created two courses that can really help support you. First is a seven-day stress detox course. This compiles 14 of my favorite small reset tools that I currently use every single day that I teach to my clients that I want to have you using so that you can feel more in charge, more calm, more relaxed. All you got to do is head over to my site at thejalvpatel.com, go to work with me and scroll down and you'll see the seven day stress detox course. The best way to, for you to receive it as a free gift, if you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, you can actually get the course for free. It's a $79 course. It's worth every single penny. However, I would love to gift it to you if you just leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Before you submit it, take a screenshot and send it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. When you send it to me, I will send the information for the course straight to your inbox so you can start it right away. 
The second course that could really help you if you've already done the seven day stress detox course and you're now, okay, I want to infuse a more consistent meditation practice into my life. Well, I got your back. Check out the Mindful Mama Experience course. This course teaches you a five day consistent daily reset practice. One minute in the morning, one minute reset during the daytime, and then a three minute kundalini meditation in the evening. It's broken down into five different modules. You're gonna learn practices for presence, for patience, for peace, for rejuvenation, and for balance. There's different themes for each week, and this is a self-study course you could do at your own pace so that you can practice the tools, infuse it into your life, and it's certainly going to be the number one way for you to have a consistent mindfulness and meditation soul care practice every single day. All you got to do to get more information about that course is go to www.themindfulmamaexperience.com and all the information is right there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I thoroughly, so deeply love your support, your sharing of your stories, and I love hearing from you. So continue giving shout outs on Instagram. Nothing makes my heart happier. And honestly, the best way for other moms to find our podcast is when you leave a rating and review. It's a noisy, busy world out there in the podcast world. And when you take that two minutes or one minute to just leave a short review it seriously helps us immensely to get this word out there this mindful parenting mindfulness for our moms wisdom to more and more of us thank you so much and i can't wait to check you on another episode of the time in talks 